Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. What is hope? Where does it come from? These are very hard questions. Hope is the lifeblood of the human spirit, and we cannot live without it. Hope is spiritual nourishment. Hope is the essence of all religions, the desire that our short and often difficult lives are not in vain, that our trials and tribulations actually mean something, that our lives do not go unnoticed, and that we have left a mark during our short journey on this planet. But hope is not always apparent. There have been many times in history that appear to be the end or where change seemed impossible. These were times when everything seemed lost or justice seemed unobtainable. Yet in each case, the world survived or grew in ways that were unexpected. In 14th century Europe, the Black Plague, the Black Plague ravaged, and widely, which was widely believed to have been caused by the bubonic plague. Over one quarter of Europe's population died perhaps far more. People of that time believed that the plague was God's wrath against humanity and that the end of the world was at hand. There were groups of people who flogged themselves to regain God's mercy. Death was everywhere. People lost hope and resigned themselves to the impending apocalypse. And yet, centuries later, the human race is still alive. Abraham Lincoln had just been elected president when half the country decided to secede. As the Civil War began, it must have been difficult to maintain the vision of a nation united. It took one of the bloodiest wars in American history, but the Republic was saved and slavery came to an end. During the days of segregation and the struggle for civil rights, how distant and unobtainable the hope for equality and desegregation must have seemed. How impossible was the thought that an African-American could be elected to the presidency of the United States. And though there was still a long way to go before justice and equality truly rule this land, this country did elect Barack Obama to the White House. I remember growing up in the 1960s, living under the Cold War and the ever-present fear of a nuclear holocaust. Two great superpowers had drawn to an eternal stalemate, each with their fingers on the trigger. I never thought I would see an end to that confrontation short of a mushroom cloud. And though there are still too many nuclear weapons in the world, and for me, one is too many, the risk of annihilation of all human civilization has been reduced, although it is still present. And when I was young, being gay was a stigma. It was considered the worst insult that you could give to another person. It was something that you buried inside and hid with shame. 
Yet today, we have huge pride parades with hundreds of thousands of people in attendance, all cheering. We have five of six New England states, plus Iowa in the heartland, that now recognize gay marriage as a basic right. I ask you to think back on the major events of your own lives, the chance encounters that became long-term friendships, or perhaps more, the conversation or sermon that changed the way you look at life, the change of jobs that resulted in whole new opportunities that you never thought of. How many moments in your life did you anticipate? How much of the change in your lives came from an unexpected moment? It seems that none of us can predict the future. We can speculate, postulate, or just take a wicked good guess, but we cannot see into tomorrow. So we must accept the fact that as human beings, we must move forward into a degree of uncertainty. And that is not always a bad thing. Hope is not optimism, nor is it faith. It is the understanding that many possibilities exist, that things will happen that we cannot foresee. Hope is accepting that tomorrow is an open book, a page not yet written. We tend to fear the unknown, yet without it, our lives would become stagnant. Buddhism teaches us that everything is impermanent. Every being, every relationship, every idea has its place and time. We cannot cling to the past. That pathway is closed. We can learn from the past, but we cannot go backwards. We have only the present moment and the promise of the future. Alexandre Dumas wrote in the Count of Monte Cristo, until the day when God shall deign to reveal the future of man, all human wisdom is summed up in these two words, wait and hope. So let's call that rule number one, that hope requires patience. When we need hope the most, it seems to disappear to that secret bunker that Dick Cheney spent so much time in. But it is always with us. It's just that sometimes we don't see all the possibilities that actually lie ahead. Since hope is about the future, we need to learn patience. I know that's not easy in our high-paced, electronic, attention-deficit society. There are times when life feels like waiting for Godot, and there are times when that's exactly what it is. When one door closes, another usually opens. But when it doesn't, then it's time to check the doors and find out which ones are unlocked. Which brings me to another rule. Sometime hope, sometimes hope needs a little helping along. That requires some courage. But when hope is a no-show, then we need to create it. There are times when the path forward requires us to step outside of our comfort zone. It's that nasty word, risk. The possibilities always exist, but helping them along can transfer, transform possibility into probability. When playing the odds, and that's what life is, every little thing that we do helps. When I first came to Arlington Street Church over three years ago, I was a shy, reclusive cynic. 
Believe it or not, I was terrified of the idea of speaking in public. I held back from sharing my experiences and reaching out to others. Yet today, I'm giving my second sermon, and I have stood up here in the pulpit many times. Reaching this point was not easy for me. I knew of no other way to get to know you better and to crack my shell than taking a risk, fighting my instincts, and giving myself a chance to prove myself and be known to all of you. My hopes were realized. I have come to know so many of you, and hopefully you have come to know me. I took a chance and it paid off. So hope is more than passively saying, I want. It requires effort and putting yourself at risk. And again, it doesn't always pay off. Did Abraham Lincoln know with any certainty that he could keep our country together? Did Barack Obama know he could beat hundreds of years of prejudice and win the presidency? Did anyone believe that the Cold War would ever really have an end? Did any of us in the GLBT community ever dream that we could win equal rights under the law? Which is why I say that in the darkest moments, when hope seems so difficult to find, we need to muster the courage and the patience to light that candle of hope deep within ourselves. The human spirit and the will to go on are far stronger than most of us believe. Hope is that decision to push forward despite the stormy weather around you. Anne Lamott says, hope begins in the dark. The stubborn hope that if you just show up and try to do the right thing, the dawn will come. You wait and watch and work. You don't give up. And that's what it boils down to, not giving up, not letting go of your dreams. And if, as Unitarian Universalists, our goal is to create a better world, a place of peace and justice, then we need to transcend the discouraging moments and push onward even when the seas are stormy. Quitting on ourselves, our faith, or those around us is not an option. So let us spread our faith by showing compassion. Let us live the belief in the inherent worth and dignity of every human being. Let hope become the cornerstone of our spirituality. When we empower others, we are giving them hope. When we recognize that we are all struggling in the sea of mud called life, each living with our own pressures and pain, then perhaps we can move beyond judgment. Compassion is taking a heartfelt walk in another's shoes. There are no guarantees in life, yet the human spirit ever reaches higher. The human race has survived wars, plagues, and depressions. We have fought hard for a just and fair world. At times, the fight must have seemed futile, but because a few people had hope, the world has marched forward into tomorrow. So I invite you all to become infected with hope. It is contagious. I said that when I first came to ASC, I was cynical, and I was. I was cynical about the future of the world, about people, and mostly about my own life. I no longer feel that way. Because of this church, I am hopeful. 
I try to see all the possibilities that I can and acknowledge the fact that I cannot see the future. I can only work towards it a little at a time. If you leave here today, not with false optimism, but with the hope that all you can really do is make, sorry, if you leave here today, not with false optimism, but with the hope that all you can really do is make a difference, armed with patience and courage, and know that tomorrow is really a new day. If you can leave here today believing that the hopes that you weave and cherish really can be spread to others, then I have done my job. And remember this, because it has served me well. Be prepared for the worst, but always hope for the best. Dreams may be shattered, plans may go astray, but as long as our hearts beat and our hands grasp, there is hope for all of us. May it be so.